Kiora, and welcome to another edition of the GeoDorable podcast with your hosts Chris Morris and Mark Thompson. For more information on this episode, visit the GeoDorable page on Facebook. Happy New Year, Chris. Yeah, and to you, Mark, we're back for 2020. Oh, yeah, and you know what? I can see clearly now it's 2020. Oh, my God, how long have you been saving that joke? It's not even a joke. Uh, no, I've just it's been reading thousands of them going, oh, they're not funny. I can't believe you used it. People are listening to this podcast. They're going, hey, you know, and you've just wrecked it for them. <laughs> uh, what, you know, I mean, it is the world's greatest geospatial podcast based in New Zealand. So welcome along. Yes, listeners, it's great to have you here. Uh, always enjoy your company. Yeah, at least things can only get better, right? Better, right? I hope so, Mark. I hope so for your sake. <laughs> I'd like to know. I'd just like to let the listeners know I had nothing to do with that joke. Again, we have we have pre planning and scripting sessions for a reason. If you turned up, uh, yeah, well, I would have scr- s- yeah. spending all yeah. that time on your boat. Yeah, that's the point. I don't have to do this podcast anymore, do we? That's what we said. <laughs> well. Kind of. It was meant to be from the profits of the boat, not from the... Um, oh, the profits of the podcast. But, the, yeah, uh, okay. what do you call it? The the proceeds from a, um, a benefactor who happens to be your wife. <laughs> Therefore, only one of us got a boat. Well, mm. it's been a long time coming, I have to say. More than a decade. Well, sh- sure, that's still one more boat than I have. Yeah. <laughs> um... And so, with the start of this podcast comes another great disclaimer, Chris. Uh, yes, go for it. You, you're, you're very good at these disclaimers. I mean, <laughs> I'm going sit, to sit, you know, step back and, and let you go for it. Oh, thank you. Um, I'd just like to disclaim that the uh, views and opinions on this podcast are ours only and not to do with anyone we work with or work, work for, and they're also not to be used for the preservation of life or property. Sure. Yep, that's, I, think, I think that's probably a pretty obvious obviously well sure but um i just thought we'd throw that out there so any anything good christmas chris what did you get for christmas uh i don't know um, I, got, oh, I got a really really good book um all about new zealand and uh it's kind of like one of those infographic books but it's uh it's by a new zealand author who's created a kind of uh yeah one of those really good coffee table books i'm gonna yeah does this mean you need to buy the coffee table uh no 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 it's um uh it's just a really good read it's called so i'm just finding it uh we are here um, by Chris McDowell. Okay. You've got to go and find it. If, if, if you're listening in New Zealand, you have to go and buy it. If you're not in New Zealand and you're listening, you have to at least go and look it up on Amazon or something <laughs> like that and just see how awesome it is and how awesome New Zealand is. And then just to, just to re-disclaim, if we're actually sponsored by anyone, we would tell you. Oh, we would. Uh, we're not. Yeah. Um, but there you go. No, yeah, that was a great Christmas present. And that was from the mother-in-law. Wow. Yeah, you, I know. you must be the favourite son-in-law. Oh, definitely. Yep. <laughs> what about yourself, Mark? What did you get? Oh, well, it was, it was pretty exciting in uh, in my household, Chris. I got um, a towel, um, <gasps> which you can. Only, uh, one side is fluffy and one side is shiny, and you can only use the fluffy side. If you use the shiny side, it sort of repels water back onto your body. Um, okay, so a rubbish towel. Yep. Yeah, and and a pair of socks with um, with my name on it. 
Oh, is that, I mean, you are getting on a bit. Is this because you forget? I think so. And Oh, in case I, I fall over in the street again. Oh, shocking. Um, yes, that sums it up. That um, <laughs> You know how all those years as a kid you practice your happy Christmas face? Yeah. 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 yeah Thanks, yeah. Nana, for that. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I still have to bring that out. Oh, but it's it's you know we're now into the new year and you know Christmas seems but a distant memory. <laughs> it does. Um, I also get to spend money on my bicycle. So now I, I just thought I'd raise this. So yeah, originally from the UK, people can tell by my accent, perhaps. Um, and in the UK, this time of year is rubbish, right? Because the the excitement of Christmas is over, like it's yes. gone. You literally have nothing to look forward to apart from drizzle. Yes, it is. It is misery. Yeah, it's dark before you get up. It's dark by the time you get home. Yeah. It's normally rained during the well, day. Yeah, it's cold. Yeah, it's, it's the it's the misery of the rain. It's not like if it snowed, just snow. Oh, if it, if it wasn't going to snow, just don't snow. But the drizzle, yeah, the darkness, the damp, the creeping into your bones. Yeah. Whereas here in New Zealand, it's. It's pretty nice weather at the moment. It is. It's not as hot as it could be. Um, well, but- yeah. Auckland is sticky tonight. Seriously, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and this is the Weather Channel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we like talking about the weather. You, yeah, Kiwis like talking about well, it's it. It's location-based. Yeah. Mm, loving it. <laughs> um, but no, we have we have had, although not a hot summer, we've been having a long summer, and I like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It, it's weird to be back at work. I've been back at work for four days now, Mark. Four days. Four days. I know. Uh, and for the first two and a half of them, my brain literally did not work. Yeah. Uh, the, the hardest decision it's had to make in the past kind of three weeks is gin and tonic or beer. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then suddenly it has to make complex decision yeah i know that feeling i was um i've been back a bit earlier than that um and i was, I was thinking oh, i hope i don't stress out before i start work you know how you start thinking about all mm. the work things mm-hmm. i didn't at all mm. i just had a great night's sleep on a sunday yep just got up and went, yeah this is great and then got to work and and just realized it wasn't so great ah <laughs> uh, yes but you know we're back. We're slowly getting to the swing of it and things, although got, you know, a whole bunch of public holidays coming up. New Zealand really doesn't get going until kind of mid-Feb, does it? Yeah, yeah. For those who come here or think about looking for jobs, just don't. The country's on holiday till Feb. Yeah, yeah. Um, and shuts down early in December as well. Yeah, sorry, rest of the world, but, you know, <laughs> we're not here. Pretty anyway, much. So, anyway, Mark. Well, exciting podcast, Chris. Yes. Yeah, so what have we got coming up? Uh, we have quite a bit on Esri. They've actually been releasing stuff, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have reviews of the uh, 2019, Chris, and the year that was. The year that was. It's past now. Yeah, and uh, we talk um, topical and tropical with our neighbours across the ditch. We do, um, and uh, we'll come on to that in a bit. But um, fair to say there have been some pretty devastating bushfires uh, in Australia. Yeah, it is, and uh, we'll cover... I spe- we're going to cover the geospatial rep- reporting of them. Yeah. Okay, so with that, Mark, uh, anything else you'd like to add before we move on? Uh, no, let's hit the news. Spatial news. Now, Chris, we're famous for many things on this podcast. Our pronunciation, our lack of sponsorship... <laughs> <laughs> Desperation and um, getting sponsorship. Yeah, many, um, many, many but but also our love of, well, especially your love of a story map. 
Well, yeah, you've said it. I do love a good story, mate. You do. And um, Esri have done given us some numbers. They have. Now, uh, I hope everybody's sitting down. Um, if not, please take a seat. Um, in the past year alone, Esri users have made more than 400,000 new story maps. Yes. Now, there's no qualification on that about the quality of the story maps. Um, no, well, it says sometimes turning out 3,000 plus in a single day. I mean, that is one busy day. I suspect uh, that was at the conference. Oh, it could have been. Yeah. Um, but I also suspect, Chris, that you're responsible for, what, 50,000 of those? Do you know, I haven't made any story maps recently. You mean you haven't made story maps this year? I haven't made any story maps this year, no. no which is the joke my daughter's very sick of. Yeah, <laughs> I like your daughter. Um, so, yeah, so let's, let's talk about uh, some more of these story maps. So, Esri have put up a page of, of what they think um, the most memorable story maps, and the second is a selection that they liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, after you, where would you like to start? Uh, <laughs> nowhere. <laughs> the what do you say? There's there's a bunch of story maps, Chris. I mean, they are interesting. I, th- I think you know uh, what you what we start to see in the mainstream media now is a lot more of these you know story type. Um, applications, I guess. Uh, and as we just take yeah, the, well, we the, know the maps, you know Mapbox you know? have their own story thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Lots of people are doing it now. Yeah, so it's coming quite common. So, what made it a good Esri story map last year? Uh, well, I quite like the one because I like dogs. Is the canine surprises story map? Uh, it was the picture, wasn't it? It's the Labrador with the almost blue eyes. Yeah, blue eyes and pinky nose. Very cute. Uh, Canine Surprises, it's uh, it's well worth having a little look at that one. Uh, I mean, there's, you know, they've picked out their top 10, I guess. Um, and I don't know what... We, we could go through them now, Mark, but I suggest yeah. actually our listeners uh, go and have a look uh, and find these stories for themselves. Yeah, I think there's definitely a theme about humanitarian. Well, that kind of fits in with kind of Esri's... Uh, yeah, if you want um, and... We'll contrast it to another story later in the podcast, but you're very, very humanitarian focused. Yeah, indeed. Um, so if you like a good story map, um, it's well worth checking out that page and seeing what other people have been getting up to. Um, it's a really good way of getting good ideas for uh, for your own projects, I think. Yeah, and we know data visualization is important um, and these help along that story. Yeah, well, do you know what I really like about them? Uh, see, I'm getting carried away. You shouldn't start me on this topic, Mark. You really shouldn't. The thing I like about them is being able to explain stuff to people who aren't naturally kind of spatial people. You well, know what I mean? Yeah, and a picture tells a thousand words and a yeah. map tells more than a thousand pictures. And I'm going to say nothing more and move on. Spatial News. And in the presents that keep on coming, I mean, after Christmas. It's a bit late, Esri, but uh, thanks for the thought. Oh, but it's nice, isn't it? You know, you, you've had your Christmas uh, your, your Christmas gifts, and, and Esri uh, provide you, and I think it's the, uh, when was this? the 6th of Jan, I think you came out. Well, yeah, it'd, like, it'd be nice if they had a New Zealand clause. Like, as you say, no one's no one's really caring about anything until <laughs> Feb. So if Esri could just hold off releasing stuff, I know they're back at work on, what, the 1st yeah, yeah. or something, but... So uh, there's a new release uh, for, of uh, Collector for ArcGIS. Yeah, and guess what number we're up to for Collector, Chris? Say again? Guess what version number we're up to for Collector. So what have we got? Arc 10.7 is... Yeah, sure, yeah, go for it. Let me know. Yeah, this one is uh, 20.1. Oh, okay. 
Well, I mean, that, that's, you know, yeah, that's good. Um, 20 because it's 2020? I don't know. Mm, don't know. So, um, what's new in this release? Uh, snapping to features, existing features, I should say. Finally. Yeah. Um, update form entries for multiple features simultaneously. Good one. That's going to be useful. Yep. Um, reuse field entries between forms. Oh, that's even more useful. Yep. Um, uh, scanner codes to sign in. Oh, that's quite nice. Um, and view local tracks created in Tracker for ArcGIS. <laughs> yeah, which isn't as useful as some of the other ones. But anyway, yeah. um, it is actually a pretty good offering, and it's getting mature. I'm, I'm sure Esri have got another product coming along that will undermine it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, Collector is uh, its more mature than it's ever been before. Yeah, totally. I'm I'm liking Collector, and that kind of you know the, the crossover perhaps comes with some of the um, some of the uh, data collection kind of you know the forms and so forth with um, Survey One Two Three perhaps. Yeah. Um. So there's now also a magnifier. You can drop a pin, hmm. so you can zoom in. Um. And there's um, dual new GPS receivers. So the dual XGPS One Six Zero. That's oh, one of my favorites. I think um, it's called Xdrifsys 160, sure. as no one's calling it. Yeah. Uh, and Juniper System Geode. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's actually pretty good. Download it. Um, if you're using Collector Upgrade, I, I think there might be some advantages for you. Totally. Spatial news. And they keep on coming. They do. So this uh, late last year, um, there's a new update to uh, to Insights. So basically, it's a, a bit of a new look, trying to streamline some of the the, uh, the functionality and make it um, a little bit more user friendly. <laughs> yes, the uh, the quest, ever never ending quest for user friendliness. Hey, it's a hard thing to do, I reckon, with GIS. You know, it's complex. Uh, yeah, especially we know the challenges when you're a bunch of map people. Some yeah. things aren't as ch- aren't as uh, obvious as others. Um, so Insights, yeah, we, we like Insights, actually. Um, it is not quite a enterprise tool, but it's a good analytical tool. And it's kind of filling in that little niche, I guess, of uh, BI with a, a greater focus on geography. Yeah, yeah, and if you can't afford um, SAP HANA, <laughs> just special... Uh, Hunter Spatial, then uh, the, it's a good alternative. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's mainly just a, I mean, there's not not a lot of new functionality. Um, no, but as I said, it, it's much more about uh, being a little bit more user-friendly, but that's a good thing. Yeah, it is. Um, and a bit more BI, maybe. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, again, if you're into insights, have a look. Totally. Spatial news. And they're giving again. Well, I guess following on from that kind of insights uh, update, um, Esri is offering a new free course on location data analytics. Well, yeah, so this is, uh, they've done this stuff before. They're doing a mock, MOOC. Yep. How do you want to pronounce that? I don't. I'm going to leave it to you. (laughs) Good. The massive open online course. Yep. Um, They've done a few of these before. But it's a six-week course. I'm not sure if that's six weeks of five days a week. I, I suspect it. it's just six different lessons. Mm-hmm. Um, but where you get to learn about uh, understanding spatial data science. The new frontier of 
Oh, sorry, the new frontier in analytics is how they call it. Yeah, um, I think those of us listening to the podcast won't think it's that new. Uh, maybe not, but um, it's a it's a new free course, uh, you know. And um, yeah, the more people I get who are you know have access to these kind of courses, the better, I guess. Yeah, I say if it is only I don't know six hours or three hours worth of work. Yep. Um, it's probably just worth having a go at it um, because you do glean little bits of information from these. Yeah, totally. So it, it's uh, it's reliant on not just Pro, not just online, not just notebooks, uh, and it's available from the twenty f- sixth uh, of February through to April the 9th. Yeah. So if you're thinking I could do with a little, I've got not enough to do in my day. Um. Yeah. Have a look at the course. I'm quite tempted. I've got to say. I am almost tempted. I don't want to admit that out loud. Okay. Uh, and it does say, uh, if you have a background in statistics, data science, and Python, you may find things a little easier to grasp. Grasp. That said, the skills are not mandatory. Uh, so, no, yeah. it'll be lead you by the nose. Hmm. Okay, I'm moving on. Spatial news. Right, so Esri released their top 10 uh, story maps. Of 2019, yeah. Of 2019. And Mapbox have released their 19 amazing maps. Not to be outdone by Esri, they've released 19 amazing maps. From 2019. I 10. think that's probably the 19. I'm sure they could have found the 20th if they kind of wanted to keep it. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, they probably have. Um, what do we have? I, I like the first one. It's very um, cartographic. Oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? Um, it is the type of thing you see at the um, Esri map forum. Well, some of them. So this is uh, sea turtles in the Greek oceans. It, it's yeah. awesome, actually. Um, that's a stunning map. It looks almost uh, otherworldly, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it did take me a while um, to work out where it was. Yeah. Um, because of just, yeah, it's eye-catching in the way they've represented the landmass. Um, they've got uh, one that we've covered off before, uh, the Puddings Ye Oldie um, Popcorn Root yes. Generator, which we've talked about this before. Now, this is a favourite of yours. I just like pubs and I like geography. What can I tell you? Yep, that's quite cool. Yep. Um, they've got an exciting one called the Patriot Act, the Patriot Act Visualization of Amazon Deforestization. Okay, carry on. And I, I kind of like the description, an Emmy award-winning backdrop. <laughs> if Michael Bay had directed a PowerPoint presentation, <laughs> that's oh. a high praise. Well, I don't know. With Michael Bay, you'd need an awful lot of people in, uh, or people, uh, ladies in swimsuit, yeah, swimming costumes or something. <laughs> uh, you would, but instead you got a guy with funky shoes. Um, but I suppose, unlike Fashion Michael Bay, the data is actually accurate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, if robots were in cars, um, why would they get bigger? I've never understood that. But um, apart from that, uh, uh, it's a really cool map. Um, Now, this is uh, for everybody out there who has a iOS device. Um, There's a a new game out there. This is still, I should say, under Mapbox's 2019 Best Maps. Yes. Um, Go City by Shipyard Games. That's Go City by Shipyard Games. Shipyard Games, of course, Chris, out of Helsinki. Sure. Um, 
Now, for anybody who likes those kind of SimCity type games, yeah. it's kind of similar to that. But where it differs is that it's based on real world road networks and yeah. uh, and your location. Now, I've played it. Ah, and how, how did you go, Chris? Uh, it was really cool. So basically, yeah, so it works off your location. So, yeah, it finds out where you are and uh, you can kind of buy the roads around your location and then put on buildings and shops and all that kind of stuff. So it's but like then, Monopoly. No, well, kind of. It's like SimCity, right? You build, construct things. Okay. But where it's completely different is that uh, you can only construct things within a certain distance of your location. So if you want to expand your city, then you have to move outside of your area to be able to do so. <laughs> so do you have to go sit in your car somewhere like 10 kilometers from where you live? It's not It's not quite that far. Everything's within walking distance. Uh, but, okay. you know. Uh, I've started building a little city around where I live at home. Um, and if I wanted to do so, you know, elsewhere, then I'd have to go there. It's it's good fun. Okay. I used to be a massive fan of SimCity. Uh, yeah, actually, I, I kind of miss SimCity too. I think yeah, it was SimCity before it got was, weird. Was the best, yeah. Um, got- that's ancient. Um, now, an interesting one um, about uh, from Ecuador, Chris, about. Um, the native people, local people, indigenous people, mm-hmm. um, and their battle against the government's attempts to drill for oil. Um, and uh, Mapbox gave them some printed offline maps, which have helped them understand. Um, well, created their argument much better, but we have, we have Chris, the quote of 2020. Oh, please. And, 2019 um, or 2020? 2020. Okay. Um, apologies to my, my daughter who speaks Spanish. I don't. Uh, El Mapa Esponda. Esponda. Yes, go on. Which, the map is power. Oh, okay. Very nice. Yeah, I like that. So, there are a further 15-odd stories here. And rather than go through them them all, um, it's well worth you going out to uh, check up uh, on on this story from Mapbox. Um, Yeah, lots of really nice uh, maps and stories to, uh, to have a look at. Yeah, um, actually, I like the, the Snap's egg hunt. Um, Snap is, oh yeah, um, but yeah, that's that's quite a cool one. I know um, many people would be interested in that. Okay, cool. Spatial news. Now, Chris, um, we had my sob, sob story at the start of the podcast about my fantastic Christmas presents. Yes, yep. I'm still well, uh, getting over the tears. Yeah. Um, what would what would really improve my mood is, um, I don't know, a bit of a free product. Okay, tell me more. Um, and Sunto, S-U-N-T-O, have partnered with Mapbox to put a smart map watch down on oh, produce a smart map watch and this thing is funky yeah so um so Sinto, uh are, are kind of famed for producing the kind of a sports watch you know if you're doing a triathlon or those kind of things then um chances are you've uh, you come across a Sinto or maybe use a garmin or something like that but what um Sinto but Sinto are much better chris oh, than garments i've heard they're the bestest at Sinto. Um, Yes, what they've done is they've worked with uh, Mapbox and now you have Mapbox-styly maps on your watch. And I've got to say, it looks awesome. Yes, so it downloads local offline maps to your device. 
Yeah. Which is useful. It has 70 exercise modes. I mean, I only know two getting up and getting down. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it just looks um, fantastic. Now I've got, I've got, I've got a Garmin. Quite like my Garmin watch. I heard they're not that good. I like my Garmin watch. Um, and what I've noticed is since I've been back at work, my step count has dropped dramatically. It's terrible. <laughs> I need to get off my backside more. Uh, well, if you had a nice watch from Sunto. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, um, yes. Uh, maybe I would stand up more if I had a Sunto watch. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no doubt we'll be sent one and we'll review it online <coughs> for oh, you. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, um, yeah, so check out those new uh, Sunto 7 watches. They look uh, pretty damn funky. They do. Spatial News. And Chris, it wouldn't be a um, reflection on 2019 without Kato. It would not, would it? One of the, uh, yeah, the other top three. One of the top three. Anyway, <laughs> top three. Uh, so they also have done, uh, you know, their, their review of 2019. In this case, 2019's top location intelligence and spatial stories. Yeah, I, I must say a little bit of a minus on their presentation. You're not liking it as much? I, I like pictures, and there's just a lot of words. There is a lot of text, isn't there? Um, but if you read the text, there's actually some really interesting maps. Um, good bits of strata and segregation, how people don't run through certain areas. Um, that's quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Google Maps deterring outback, deterring outback tourists in Australia. Yep. Um, yeah, just... Uh, what I th- what I liked about reading through these stories was the thought um, thought provocation of how location accurate location can be used positively or negatively. Yeah. Uh, my story, I guess, the one I liked was um, they did an interview with uh, uh, Mark Monmonier. Um, oh yes, said, Mark. Yes, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Probably not, let's be honest. Um, and he is the author of How to Lie with Maps. Now, anybody uh, listening to this podcast who likes a map has probably read that book because it's kind of, I don't know, the de facto book to read. <laughs> uh, or, you know. Anyway, uh, and he has uh, an interesting interview with him with regard to, uh, do you remember the, uh, the Hurricane Dorian and how uh, someone had drawn in black mark pen on the, the map showing the the likely track, which was completely inaccurate. Yes. Interesting yes. interview with him. So well worth a read there as well. Yeah. Um, so we'll post blog um, link up to that. But yeah, um, one of the stories that made me laugh was the eight emerging technologies that could impact the geospatial industry, uh, which was actually written in April of 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I mean, it turns out it's pretty right, but um, not amazingly insightful. Okay. Uh, cameras, un- unmanned vehicles, survey managing um, measurements, artificial intelligence, smart sensors, and Internet of Things. Is the Internet of Things still a thing? Uh, uh, smart city still a thing? Yeah. I think so. Um, immersed technologies, simulation, and connectivity. Um, actually, everything we've covered on this podcast in 2019. Well, they clearly listen, right? <laughs> they do. So, Mark, I believe, is that the news? I think it is. That is the news. I mean, nothing else happened, right? <laughs> no, in the short periods of time we've been away. 
apart from uh, the neighbours across the ditch. Yes, indeed. So, um, yeah, shall we move on to uh, Topic of the Week? Why not? Topic of the Week. Now, Chris, if you are in New Zealand, you may have noticed that the sun has been turning bright orange. It has a uh, rather sh- a, uh, strange uh, shade of uh, orange, really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> none like the thousands of people who called the police in New Zealand <laughs> saying the sun's turned a funny colour. Well, um, it had turned a very funny colour. Yeah, far more serious things have been happening across in Australia with um, a lot of a lot of destruction. Well, just just uh, just just on that, um, I'm going to post a couple of pictures that I took whilst I was uh, on leave of when the smoke came over from uh, the Australian wildfires, wildfires and kind of covered New Zealand. And the reason being is, you know, we were well away from the danger and all those kind of things, but you realise how big an impact um, you know th- those wildfires are having. Uh, you know, because that smoke is now spreading across the globe, and there's plenty of stories about it. But yeah, to be this far away from uh, from Australia and having that, you know, the impact that we you know saw in New Zealand is is still amazing. Yeah, it is. Um, but not to detract from the impact it's actually had in Australia. No, oh, okay. um, where yeah, you know, they've been wearing masks to work. It reminded me a bit of Singapore. And they used to get the fires from Indonesia. So. Um, um, there have been a whole lot of stories uh, over the last, you know, the, the last few weeks about these um, wildfires, and invariably there tends to be a map. Um, yeah, and uh, on the whole, it's been um, I don't know an interesting kind of uh, an interesting view of of how people use mapping um, and how the public regard that mapping. Um, you know, and well, uh, I guess our topic of the week is really talking about that. Yeah, but I think also the um, the ability for someone just to to make something up and attribute it, mm-hmm. like here is a map of such and such taken from the space station. Mm-hmm. In, fact, in fact, it's not at all. Um, so yeah, I suppose the first our first lesson from this maybe is check your sources. Yeah, and that seems reasonably obvious, right? Um, especially for you know people listening to this podcast who Ooh. who work in the industry. Um, but if you don't, then I think it, it's it's uh, people believe whatever they see. Yeah, and they like a bit of excitement, as we know from the the news. You know, a g- exciting headline. Now, I think the the most uh, obvious kind of story from here was the um, the, the the tweet. Um, I think. Uh, oh, here, here it is. Sorry, sorry. It's it's the one. Um, I think Rihanna was um, one of the one of the celebrities that retweeted this picture, and it's uh, it's by um, an artist, uh, yeah, Anthony Hearsey, I think it is, uh, and he basically just created uh, you know a, a visual representation of the wildfires, and you know um, the representation is great, but it does make it look as though Australia is pretty much on fire. Yes, and um, there's quite a. Uh, it's hard to describe, but imagine Australia with uh, like liquid lava mm. coming out from I don't know what's that a quarter of it, a half yep. of it, a third. Um, and yeah, there's uh, you can look at this online, but the number of problems with it, including the fact one, the scale is very wrong. 
Yeah. The extent of the fires is not that bad. Uh, not that bad, not that extensive. Well, um, so he argues that he used data. It's just that he visualized it over a month, I think it was. And yeah, it might used be a, longer a than that. Yeah, a particular kind of um, artistic uh, technique yes. to make the colors glow a little bit more. But yeah, essentially it looks like Australia is... Uh, yeah. He also um, ra- uh, used the grid. So he actually made the data worse, as in um, report. So instead of being, you know, one fire in 100 square meters, he had a massive grid on. Mm. Uh, so things got much, much worse. And yeah, yeah it, it's an interesting map, but the this Australia is not burning that much. Uh, yes, totally. It's, yeah. it's not. It's not, not, not in the way that that image is representing it. No, and there's other good maps, um, there are. including um, the one put out by the Australian government, from myfirewatch.landgate.wa.gov.au that just rolls off the tongue. <laughs> um, and that's far more accurate, uh, yep. especially in current fires. Um, the dots are still pretty big, but when you zoom in, they scale out better. Yep. And you go, ah, yeah. I mean, what would be more interesting, I haven't seen one of these, is a map of fires versus population. Um, and, yeah, I think... That would be interesting because one one thing we've we've picked up, Chris, and our and our exhaustive study of of maps of Australia burning um, is people don't realise how big Australia is. Uh, yeah, like so, it's I mean, the, phenomenally big. There've been quite a few, you know, uh, maps where you know Australia has been overlaid on other countries. Oh yeah, love those. Absolutely yes. love those. Now Australia is a big place. No, you know, don't get me uh, don't get me wrong. Um, uh, but one of the uh, the really useful ways of, of actually experiencing this is um, a website called The True Size Of. Yes. Uh, and if you go to thetruesize.com, um, that's thetruesize.com, uh, there you can, uh, it's got a nice map of the world and you can select countries and drag those countries over other countries and it automatically um, rescales the, yeah, the, the country based on the projection. So you, you, you can kind of... Um, Get an understanding of how big countries are compared to other countries. Yeah, and that would also help you with, um, you know, useless stats that people were firing around about um, comparing the Australian bushfires with Californian mm-hmm. bushfires and saying, well, you know, California was 2 million acres and Australia is 12 million acres. You know, keep it, but Australia is, I don't know how many times bigger than California. A lot. Five, six? Seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so proportionally, proportionally um, not as extensive as the Californian bushfires, but equally as damaging. Yeah, and I think if you, um, so one of the websites I quite like is the the BBC uh, website, and they've got a good story there, which is called um, Australia Fires: A Visual Guide to the Bushfire Crisis. Um, and there they've done a couple of maps where they have um, compared the land mass that has been burnt, uh, and, or sorry, the, the area that's been burnt and overlaid that over other land masses. So um, they've done that for, for a couple of countries here. So in the UK, the area burnt pretty much extends from, um, well, yeah, wider than London in the south to uh, Leeds in the north to 
uh, Norwich in the east and you know kind of Liverpool Cardiff in the in the west. Yeah, um, I mean that'd be devastating, right? It's pretty much all of Middle England as uh, has burnt. Um, in the US, it's from um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I was going to say kind of Albany, uh, Albany in the north, down to, to Philadelphia, Philadelphia ish, I guess, down in the south. Yeah. Um, so again, large area, but you'd also think that's a slightly emotive because of the amount of people, especially in that England one and in the um, US one, mm-hmm. the amount of people who live in that area, and you'd think, oh gosh, that's amazing, you know, all all of New York, New York would be burnt, but. You know, Australia doesn't have cities that big. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, deaths, as tragic as they are, aren't as common because people, a lot of people don't live there. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I did like on that BBC one how bushfires can create their own weather. Yeah, because that's, that's the weird thing, isn't it? You, you kind of hear about how, uh, you know, the thing they're really crying out for rain, but a lot of the... Um, Bushfires have been started by lightning, and you're trying to work out well how does that kind of yeah. happen. And there's uh, uh, yeah, a good uh, graphic there that kind of explains that issue. Yeah, um, and there's actually a good one about the um, Australia's worst fires. Mm-hmm. Um, I think someone's done a mistake there. Are they? Twenty twenty nine. We're not quite there yet. No, we're not. Um, <laughs> but. One of the uh, the other interesting articles is on geo-awesomeness, and um, that's about reviewing the bushfires from space with satellite imagery images, uh, and that really helps as well to kind of explain the scale of these fires. Um, uh, and we uh, we started uh, yeah talking about um, the smoke and how that's travelled around the world, and again this story is really good at explaining that and uh, visualising how the, uh, the the wildfire, the smoke from the wildfires, is now moving around the globe. Yeah, and just as a as a I suppose trace shout out, you can of course use the Living Atlas of Esri um, yeah, so, and track I mean, your that- own smoke. And I, well, I think that's quite interesting as well because at the moment, you know, a lot of these maps there they are created by, yeah, others. If you want to do it yourself, then the Visual Atlas is a yeah. is a good starting place to actually bring some of this information out. If you want the truth, mm, well, make make it yourself. Yeah, don't listen to uh, Rihanna because <laughs> she doesn't know. I, I, I think she she, she doesn't know about Australian bushfires. She she has strengths other areas. Yeah, but do you reckon she's ever like used you know a GIS? Uh, I don't know. This has gone a weird, weird topic. Um, well, but I'm just saying, why, why would you go to your celebrity for news? You know, <laughs> uh, as long as you put hashtag pray for Australia, I think you're okay. Oh, okay. Well, uh, and the other thing to you know, the wildfires are still happening. You know, this isn't um, yeah. something that has has, uh, has passed. In fact, this isn't. Yeah, you know, this is the start of their wildfire season. Um, the fact that they have a wildfire season is something that would, you know, concern me. But you know, they do, and this is the start of the season. Things are likely to get worse as as time continues. Um, yeah, but the, also, oh, sorry. Well, I was going to say the the you know, it's not just the, uh, you know, you talked about the, the human cost, but it's also the uh, the wildlife cost. Um, you know, it's been devastating. They're, I think they're estimating that over a billion animals have kind of lost their lives. Yes, and again, that that's tragic but there's a lot of animals in australia um as well and you know the earth 
the earth recovers faster than man thinks it can. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, but we also should um, highlight fires in Papua New Guinea and Indonesia. Mm-hmm. You know, these countries are also suffering. Um, yep. And yeah, just be, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to wait one country's uh, tragedy over another country. Sure. Um, but yeah, I think um, when we first hit this topic, Chris, I was like, "Yeah, I've seen some posts about how bad the maps are." Um, but it's actually a really interesting topic. If you if you have a spare half an hour or an hour, just go googling. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, totally. And you find some really interesting maps um, about the fires and then some really interesting posts about the bad maps of the fires. Well, I think that's, that's, that in itself is quite interesting how um, you know, some of the best posts are now about how previous maps haven't been very good. You know, yeah. It, it, it's all, I don't know, perhaps we're, uh, yeah, this whole concept of post-truth and, and all that kind of thing. Um I think perhaps you know there's, there's there are efforts being made now to make sure that these kind of stories are you know do represent the truth. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's also good they're held to account much more easily. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, you can't take back a bad tweet. A bad tweet. No, no. Well, can you not? Can you not delete it? I don't know. Well, yeah. But once information's out there, indeed. Yeah. So yeah, our um. Thoughts out to everyone. I mean, and the mapping mapping people must be working a lot with these fires in Australia. Uh, yeah, I can imagine it's a pretty busy time. Yeah, um, and the importance of accurate information must just must be so real. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was that was somber, Chris. It's a somber topic, I think. It is a bit. Yeah, <laughs> bad information is always. Brings out some verity and then the effect on human life is also yep. poor. Um, so why don't we uh, cheer everyone up with the first export to shapefile of 2020. Export to shapefile. Export to shapefile, Chris, a game um, based on Esri. Uh, um, based on uh, navigating around the Esri toolbox. Uh, yes, trying to fox and confuse your uh, your 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 opposite player. Yeah, and and really trying to box them in, you know, so they can't move between toolboxes and then well, and and then they'll they'll play the most basic of moves, export shape. And that's right. It's the only option left sometimes. Yeah. So um, who's who's to serve? Ah, uh, it's my turn as the reigning 2019 champion. Oh rubbish! Get on with it then, dude. <laughs> I will start, and I will, um, uh, like every good year, you know, you need to start with um, construct straight lines. That's a philosophy oh. and also a tool. Them's fighting talk, Mark. Uh, 3D and ice tool set, I believe. That is right. Um, well, I am going to... I'm going to bat that attack away with point distance from the, uh, the coverage tool set. Point distance. I like it. It is actually a favourite tool of mine. Um, but I'll try to bring you down to earth with um, enable editor tracking from the data management core toolset. Nice and basic there. Yeah, bit of a uh, 
bit of a nothing move there, really. Um, oh, started strong and done nothing from it. So uh, area solar radiation, special analyst. Oh, oh, Chris, have you been studying over over the break? I may have been. I suspect you have. Um, well, I'm going to bore you then with project, um, because no one expects a boring move. That, that, yeah, that's a nice move. You know, I'm, I'm attacking hard with a kind of a special analyst tool, and you're you're deflecting, I guess, with your, your data management tool. But I'm going to follow up, um, extract by points. I'm keeping on Ooh. the attack. <laughs> Are you making a point, Chris? Aha! <laughs> I'll do two bad jokes by you. <laughs> um, all right then. Uh, create feature data set. Um, wake me when you've got something challenging. Topo to rest by file, Mark. Uh, take that. That's three uh, specialized tools in a row. I'm not far off from a Redland Slam. Yeah, um, and that's a nice obscure one. Um, I like it. All right. Um, seeing you like points so much, I'm going to jump to point statistics from the spatial analysis, spatial analyst toolbox. Interesting, okay, so you're, you're coming back at me. Um, nice, yeah, back at you. It's 2020. Uh, repair geometry, data Ooh. management, stop Ooh. uni tracks, I think. Is that, a, is that a concession there, Chris? Yeah, you caught it where you like. Have you gone, oh, that twist hurt a bit much, I'm going to have no. to play it safe now. No, I'm good. Okay, then, um, I will go for a pick. From the special analyst, also yet another attacking move. I yeah, like I'm like since I'm smelling the fear on your breath. No, smelling the fear on my breath. Is that even a saying? Uh, uh, uranium on your breath is a saying. But um, validate topology. Yep, data management tool. Oh, it is a boring move. Yeah, it's a nice kind of holding pattern move. Hmm. Okay, um, overlay root extent events. You see now, talking mm. boring moves, you've gone from a nice attacking what? position to some... A, a root event is not boring, Chris, and, and you're oh, in transportation, you know this. I think you'll find it is. Um, so... Flow length, again, spatial analyst. Boom. Nice attacking move. Hmm. That is a good attacking move. I will prod at it, and I think it's a strong defense. Um, create featured data set from the core tool set. Okay, I can see you're, you're backing away slightly. Um, last point, statistics of raster. Boom. Say yes. that again? The last point, statistics as raster. Ooh. Data management, but quite a tasty move. Ooh, that's a nice move. You were bored during your holiday. I thought you had a boat. Uh, yeah, well. Hmm. Uh, in the interest of speed, I will export to shapefile, Chris. In of speed, you have nowhere to go. <laughs> oh, uh, my first victory for 2019. Yeah, no, 20. 20. Sorry. Yeah, I forget already. Yeah, well, that's, that's, a, that's a change from last year. Mm. Well, um, yeah, I enjoyed our first game. <laughs> Mainly because you won and well, you got to use all those um, 
<laughs> All those things you've been memorizing. Sure. Um, but yeah, well done. It's a good game. That was, uh, yeah, had some peaks and some troughs. Well, thank you, listeners, for uh, sticking with us through this podcast. Um, yeah, get in touch if you've got if you find any other maps of Australia that are poor, yeah, um, okay. especially if they don't have New Zealand on them. They're usually quite poor. Yeah, our prime minister gets a little bit tetchy about that. <laughs> yes, of all the things. Um, yeah, and we hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Remember, we're on we're on social everywhere. We are. Um, it's just yeah. We are just influencers of the whole highest geospatial um, realm. Uh, and with that, I mean, outrageous uh, comment, um, we will uh, bid you goodbye. Yes, we'll uh, catch you next time.